But for me, bread is not about holes. I say it many times on my workshop. I keep saying it. We have to ask the question, why do we want to bake? Either if you have a business, you want to give your clients a good bread. You want to bake for yourself, for your family, to be able to eat good bread at home. For me, bread is about flavor and nutrition. This is the Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative trailblazers in our sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. On this episode of the Sourdough Podcast, my guest, Bisham Sogrim, reflects on his career as a master baker and chef, bakery consultant, and international sourdough teacher. Bisham shares his journey from Mauritius to Sweden, answers some of his most frequent beginner sourdough questions, and reflects on why he thinks sourdough has become such a global phenomenon. I'd like to take a moment to thank our latest contributor to the podcast, Angela Nuthlings in Cork, Ireland. Angela runs a German microbakery in Cork specializing in artisan sourdough bread. You can find her at riseandshine.cork, that's R-Y-E-S and shine.cork, so go check her out. Thank you, Angela. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support it, please consider contributing any amount by visiting thesourdoughpodcast.com and clicking on Donate. You might even get a shout-out on the podcast. And now, here's my interview with Bisham Sogram. My guest today is Bisham Sogram. Bisham is a veteran baker with over 25 years of sourdough baking experience. Bisham is currently the head chef at her Waldorf School in Sweden. He shares his knowledge of sourdough baking through online courses with his 70,000 Instagram followers and has hosted workshops around the world. Uh, Bisham, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. You know, it's a pleasure. It's really I, a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is mine. I, I've been uh, you know, following you for a while now on Instagram, and I'm I'm always so impressed by your mastery of just like so many different types of bread, obviously sourdough included. Yeah, normally I bake, I bake on the sourdough bread, you know, and sometimes I use little organic yeast since we have organic yeast here for the pastries. If I make like uh, croissant or Danish, so I would some brioche, you know, I will uh-huh. use a little organic yeast. But normally all my baking is being sourdough. So I well, and I'm just, just like it's just uh, there's something different every time I see you baking, yeah. and I'm just like, wow, you can you really have a grasp of like just everything out there. Uh, I thought I was like I thought I saw some panettone the yeah. other day, and oh, I just uh, you know I I could probably make two or three breads at this point, <laughs> and so okay. I'm I'm still learning a lot, but. Yeah, yeah. I make maybe 150, 200 bread. <laughs> yeah, it's very so impressive. After so many years, as you said, you know, it's almost 30 years, actually. Yeah. And we're baking. Uh, you, know, you know, since I'm a chef, you know, I've been a chef for almost 35 years, work in different parts of the world. And, you know, since you, this is one thing, you know, when you're a chef, not all the chef is a baker. Yeah. Not all the baker is a chef, okay? So for me, it is, it's combined both. So that's why I can develop that. You say I have a big variation mm-hmm. in my baking mm-hmm. because it's come from the part of the chef. Yeah. Because try to experiment and combine flavor. For me, it's very important to to combine flavor and to discover new things. And well, yeah, only way to learn by doing mistake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're always doing something really interesting on Instagram, and uh, I think it's very captivating for your audience. Like, as I mentioned, you have seventy thousand followers. Yeah, uh, in, one, in just one and a half, uh, one and a half year, actually. It's, it's because, that's so because crazy. my whole account got got hacked. Uh, Twenty nine thousand. <laughs> <No. and> <laughs> well, my question, I, I'm curious, uh, Bishan, what? Do, why do you think people are so interested in sourdough these days? In, you know, it seems to be a global phenomenon, just yes, not just yes, in yes, yes. the U.S. or Europe or yeah, Asia, yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. You know, I think it's very, one thing, What why it has just exploded now, I think during the pandemic, you know, it's it's been, I don't know, 300% has been exploded, okay? Mm-hmm. I've been traveling the world, the whole world. I've been to USA four times, you know, uh-huh. and... Uh, 
I've been traveling the world from Asia to Middle East, to India, to Taiwan, the whole Europe for eight years and teaching live workshop uh, in the schools and people will organize and chef will organize, you know, I've been to different schools and at the same time teaching not only home bakers, I'm teaching the professional bakers also. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I do workshop for, for, for everybody. And plus on that, I do consultation job for bakeries. I've been doing consultation for many different big bakeries. Mm-hmm. Eh? Like I've been to Greece maybe six times. You wow. Know, to do consultation. I've been to Italy. I've been to, to Kuwait. I've been to, you know, to different places in, in Europe. And so, you, do you think, do you see that sourdough is become popular more popular than recent yeah, times. I think people people are more conscious now. People are more conscious what they're doing, especially with the social media also today. Mm. You know, without the mm-hmm. social media we will not be talking anyway. And I think people get influenced for, by the social media. Because mm. sourdough baking is nothing new. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, is, this is what we have to understand. Eh? It's over five thousand years old. And uh, uh, it's, it's nothing new. I think in the 90s, people was baking something. Uh, yeah. Actually, I baked my first sourdough bread. It was 1988. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was six years old. Yeah. So <laughs> 87 or 88, I baked my first sourdough bread when I came to Sweden. At that time, I came 86 to Sweden, 1987, somebody told me, I was working in a big kitchen and that lady told me, oh, do you know anything about sourdough? Take this and make a bread with it. <laughs> I tell you, frankly, I, frankly, I did not know nothing. There was no internet. There was no information. How right? do you learn something like that? Yeah, You don't learn. You just have to, to do it. Yeah. When I did it and the result, you know what I got? I got a brick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets that's yeah. That's the common experience of all sourdough bakers, I think. Yeah, that was the first one, especially rye bread. You know, oh, it was yeah. just flat. It was just flat, and then it was very hard and brick because we did not have any knowledge, mm. no understanding, mm-hmm. no nothing. So I think uh, I go back to your question: Why people today is so interested in sourdough? I think there's different things. First of all, is uh, influence. Of the social media, Instagram, especially, you know, there's there's so much going on, you know, and so many people are baking, you know. And at the same time, I think sourdough is more healthy. Yeah. I think there was two research. And people want to bake good bread. Mm-hmm. Right? And just by following a few steps, by following a few steps, you can bake amazing bread from your own oven. Yeah. This I have shown people from my online course. We get back to that later. So. Yeah, it's it's simple, but it's also challenging. It's you know yeah. simple ingredients, but there's that you gotta there's a craft to learn. Yeah, this is this is something like for me, you know, as a, I've been baking for almost twenty five years, you know, uh, twenty two years with sourdough baking, you know, and still I'm learning new stuff all the mm. time. Mm-hmm. We never stop learning. Eh? Yeah. If somebody come and tell me, you know, oh. I know everything, you know, I would say just sorry, my friend, (laughs) because this doesn't work like that. Life is a learning process. Well, we keep learning all the time. That's yes, that's for certain. We're all in in sourdough definitely keeps you on your toes, learning something new. Even when you think you've got it mastered, you you have a bad day and you have no idea why. One morning, if you come, you know, you have 50 kilo dough is, is, uh, <laughs> is bulk fermenting in the fridge. You come, probably you have seen some of my photos, you know, uh-huh. it's all running out from the container, you know. So mm-hmm. what can you do? You yeah. have not mastered anything because the fridge <laughs> got problem. Eh? So that's, yeah. that's the thing, you know. Yeah. Well, my bread uh, just in the last couple of weeks has, has started to smell like cinnamon for no okay. reason. And I've, okay. I can't explain it, you know, like nothing's different. Maybe uh, it's something, you know, it's ketchup from the, the sourdough bacteria, catch up something from your kitchen so, or something. It's yeah. so bizarre yeah. and you just have no idea. So yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're always learning. Well, Bishop, tell me, let's, let's get into your story. I've, I've, I'm so interested to hear your story. Um, 
as as we said, you, you've been teaching and working in Sweden for 20, 25 years. Um, how, how does a man from Mauritius uh, end up teaching bread in Sweden? Um, and I did have to Google Mauritius, by the way. But, oh, uh, <laughs> it's beautiful, eh? You got surprised, eh? Yes. It's, yeah, it, it's a little island off of uh, Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. In the Indian so Ocean. I'm going, I'm going, I go every year. I go back in December. I like to do diving also, scuba diving, you know, so so it would be nice to do some nice diving. Well, tell, tell so, us how you got into yeah, to baking. The, and... whole, the whole story is like this, you know. When I was 20 years old, around 20 years old, I left Mauritius, you know, the mind was, you know, just going crazy. You know, I went to India and, you know, I went to, to, in, uh, to India and then South Africa just to see the world, you know. So I stay a year in South Africa and then I stay almost like three years in India, you know, mm. in different to, in different time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, young guy, you know, don't have so much money and uh, just going, uh, you know, you were searching. I don't yeah. have the time in the 80s, people were searching, you know. So I was one of them also. And then what I was doing, I went to temples to help, to do social, social free works. You know? mm, okay. This is how I learned my work from different places. Really? To, you know, you put, put you in the kitchen, you know, and then you start cooking for thousands, thousands of people. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's, if it's simple dishes, eh? uh-huh. but you start with big, you know, you put your hand yeah. in action immediately. You know, this is how I learned. Yeah, they and call the that, 19, is that like sta- uh, staging now, you know, where you go to a restaurant and say, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm here. Can I work for free? And yeah, you, were, yeah, you, were, you yeah. were doing that in temples. Yeah, I was doing that in temples. Very cool. So I've been traveling a lot in India, you know, in different parts, you know. And this is how I learned. And then I came back to Sweden and I had some friends, you know, and then I came back. I came to Sweden, not came back. I came to Sweden. What was your connection to Sweden? No, I had no, I had no connection at all. I had oh. no connection. So I wanted to come and I heard about Sweden. I thought in my mind, you know, Sweden was just full of ice, you know. There was <laughs> nothing there, nothing grows, you know, nothing. Uh, so this is a vision you got, you one get, you know. Yeah. You come from Mauritius, you go to India and you're on your way to Sweden. Uh-huh. You think everything, you know. Is ice, you know. So. But why, why Sweden? Not why not Germany or Norway or? I don't know. I, I, don't <laughs> know. I, I, I was visited a friend, you know. I was visited a friend. Okay, you had a friend there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he invited me. So, so that's why I came to Sweden because I have all the Mauritians who go either to England or to France because we speak. Both English and French, okay? Okay, okay. So I, I, I end up in Sweden. There's not so many Mauritians in Sweden. <laughs> I met a few, but I end up in Sweden. Uh-huh. I came 1986 to Sweden. From that time, I stayed a few years, and then I moved to Norway for four years. And then I came back to, to Sweden again. Mm. So all the time from 86 to now, you know, how many years is that? I don't know. It's almost... 30, 35, something like that, right? 35 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, tell me more. I want to hear a little bit more about Mauritius, like uh, growing up there. Uh, what, what's the food like? Did you grow up in a family that made a lot of food, baked bread? Oh, no. In Mauritius, you know, it's, it's a multicultural island because mm-hmm. there was no inhabitants there. The people came from different parts of the world, especially from India, China, Africa, Pakistan, oh, Europe. Wow. Uh-huh. So we're a multicultural island of people. So, mm-hmm. so the, there's no one culture of food. And it was a colony of both British and French. French was before. Uh-huh. Britain was till 1968. So from 1968, Mauritius got independence. Mm. So oh, wow, like when recently. I was, yeah. So when I went to school, you know, when I went to school, I would have Chinese friends, I would have Muslim friends, I would have white, you know, white uh, Franco-Mauritian mm-hmm. that we call them, I would have African. So we all had a very nice 
grown up, you know. Yeah. We will share the food, you know. We will, yeah. But you so, didn't. You didn't have like a, a staple type of food that you grew up eating all the time. That's uh, you know, I grown up. In- I I have grown up in a Hindu family because most sixty percent of the population in Mauritius is Hindus. Okay, so like vegetarian. So grew, yeah, vegetarian. So okay. I am a vegetarian myself. So mm-hmm. so I grown up in a Hindu family and we will make all the flatbread, you know, all the rotis, you know, oh, okay. like the, all the Indian breads, you know, and my mother, you know, cook the best food, you know, and this is how I learned from home, you know, and, and roti yeah, is that so, made, that's made with whole wheat. Is that a correct tradition? Yeah, it depends in both white, white okay. wheat, uh, normal bread, all purpose flour, and then uh, whole wheat. And then uh, since Mauritius was a French colony, so that means you will have bakeries also will, uh, where you will some, sell some small mini baguettes, mm-hmm. mini baguettes, you know, and then a, a special buns that you will buy, you know. Okay. Uh, parmesan, parmesan, you call it parmesan, uh, home bread, I don't know. It's, it was two bread. And then you will have a, a sandwich loaf also, which was very, very, very white. Okay. And you will just slide it very soft, you know, like the English, yeah. the English uh, sandwich loaves, you know. So I think it's both English and French influence. That's so interesting. Oh, well, and then, of course, like the Indian. Yeah. Uh, so you have, you kind of have all these different bread influences. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, I have all. And there's the Chinese food, you know. So you have the oh. Chinese food, you know, fast food. Yeah. You go to, you have Chinese restaurants that will sell different, you know, steam buns, you know, and all, and all this. So it's a mixture of culture, you know. Yeah. Did, so, was, uh, was baking, so when did you, when did baking, uh, you grew up in this multicultural food mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. When, when did you decide you wanted to pursue uh, food as a career or baking or being a chef? Oh, Chef was, uh, I was there since all the time, you know, since 1983. I was already working as a, helping, you know, as a chef. But the, the first, my first bread I baked, I think I, it was 1984 when I was in South Africa. Mm-hmm. This is the first time, you know, with yeast, like you learn, you know, to bake, you know, put a lot, you know, it was very funny that this is how you learn it everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. that you you take, you Measure the flour, you put a lot of yeast in it, you mix it, you put the water, no fermentation, put it on the table, divide it, shape it, <laughs> let it proof, and then bake it. So the whole process has been two hours, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is how you learn it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so nobody tells you you have to ferment the bread properly. And then the bread was quite heavy also because even you put a lot of yeast and in two hours you will not get a proper... Mm. Proper bread, if it's not fermented properly, yeah. even with yeast. Eh? So this is how I learned, you know, I, 1985, actually, I baked my first bread. Had you baked and, bread much in the uh, the temples? That you, you had no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Because so they, had no, they have no ovens. They have no ovens. Okay. So, so but you learn a lot of the, the, the different... South Africa. The, yeah, the different f- uh, flatbreads, eh? Yeah. So I learned a lot. I know a lot about all the Indian breads. Very cool. From different because Indian have a lot. India have a lot of culture of flat breads. Uh, different states, you know, you have different breads. So I know quite few of them. You know. Did you so, ever? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Everything. Uh, my baking start from Sweden. So when okay. I came to Sweden. Yeah. Did you take any uh, formal classes or training, or <laughs> no, you're all self no. self taught? No, no. Self, I am a self-taught. Yeah, I'm wow, a self-taught, yeah. that is yeah. so impressive. Yeah, I'm a self-taught. Actually, I I have helped open uh, two restaurants in Norway. One, uh, it was in 1992. I was the head chef there also. And then later on, 2009, I was also. But when I was in Norway, you know, uh, 1992, there I started experimenting with the baking more slow fermentation, even with yeast. Eh? So I developed a recipe in that restaurant that I was working. Up to today, they still use the same recipe. Oh, very cool. So it's making me very happy. Even yeah. if it is a yeasted bread. Eh? Mm-hmm. 
What, yeah. uh, what type of bread is it? It's just a normal bread with seeds. Oh, okay. You put different uh, rye flour, you mix your mm. different rye, whole wheat and wheat flour and seeds inside. And then you put it in a, in, in, in a mold, a tin, and then you bake it. And make the dough overnight and put it in the fridge. Next morning you shape it and then let it proof for one hour, one half hour, and then bake it. Very interesting. Yeah, I well, that's kind of, it sounds like that was kind of your starting point with the bread and yeah, you've, you've yeah. gone on to just really master all kinds yeah. of different and then and then uh around 22 year 21 i don't remember really but then i met this master baker he came because uh, i had i was a head chef on a farm where we had a shop you know and there i met this German baker, master baker, he came to do a workshop there. Well, since it was my kitchen, you know, I knew everything about all the machines, the oven and everything. So I was assisting him. And then he opened my eyes, you know, his, his name is Manfred Onoxon. If you go to my website, you will see. So he's a friend, there's a photo of him. And, you know, so... He did a workshop on the sourdough bread. And okay. that opened my eyes, you know, mm. just by mixing flour, water, and that lets time do the job. Mm. So it was amazing, clever, really. And then this is from, from there, you know, everything started, actually. So he was your first kind of introduction to sourdough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, he was my, I was experimenting already some, but he put me into it more and more, you know. Yeah. So actually I started my uh, starter 2001. I started started my own starter. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Because, because I wanted, I found a book, you know, and then said you have to put this flour and water, no measuring. Mm-hmm. Just put flour and water and mix, that's time to do the job, you know. So this, the starter I have today, it was started 2001. It's one of the craziest wow. starters. yeah. It's one of the craziest starters, I tell you. 20 years old. I, you have a 20-year-old. Yeah, 20 years old. <laughs> I have sent it to over 50 countries now. Wow. People, where I, post, I posted something on Instagram. I said, somebody wants to have my powerful starter, so you can buy it, you know. So I've sent it to almost over 50 countries. Can that's you imagine? Awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna colonize the uh, the world with your starter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but it's it, it's amazing one. You see, when I go travel the world to do workshop, or I don't bring much with me. Yeah, I bring max three hundred grand from two hundred to three hundred grand. Mm. When I go from there after the pandemic, the first travel I did now it was in in May, uh, June, July. Yeah, it, I think uh, it was, I don't remember, it was in July this year. I went to Greece to do a consultation job for a bakery. Mm. I brought 300 grams with me. I was there for five days. I baked over 400 kilos of dough <laughs> wow. when I went back uh-huh. with this 300 grams. Yeah, that's amazing how that works. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, you just... You just have to know what you have to do, what you what you need to do, you know. And yeah, then, well, it's uh, uh, it's at least from my in my experience, like, well, I I kind of came to it the opposite. I got into sourdough probably seven or eight years ago, and I had never really baked before, you know. And so I learned with sourdough, you natural fermentation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just started making yeasted baguettes like this summer. And yeah. So I had to kind of learn all over again. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's a different process. Exactly. But yeah. the fundamentals of of fermentation and kind of learning how to see when something is is properly fermented, it's it all it takes so much practice and like uh Yeah, it's need practice and experience and failure. Exactly. Don't forget failure. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. What people people think, you know, I get a recipe and then I want to mix it and I want to get the same result. It doesn't work like that. You have to try many times and do a lot of failure also. Mm-hmm. But I see from my workshop now, from my masterclass, many of my students getting amazing results from the first bake because I give a nice instructions. Eh? 
the, because they have all the guides. You see, I collected all the experience that I had for so many years, mm. put it mm. here and can share it to them. So that's why just by following the steps, so they can make a good result. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So, I definitely, I definitely want to ask you more questions about your online course. Yeah. But uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your the Waldorf School. What, what are you even doing? That's where you work. You're uh, currently the head chef there. Yeah. And what, tell me about more about your work there. And um, how long have you been working there? Oh, I've been working there for almost 16 years. Oh, wow. Okay. This, this is my job. This is my normal job. Mm-hmm. This is my normal job. And then uh, I'm the head chef. We cook vegetarian food, organic food. And everything is done from, from, from ground, you know, from zero. So wow. we make the, all the patties. We bake a lot. I bake like three times a week, you know. We'll bake each each time bake is like 75 kilos, kilo of dough, you know. So it's for 300 kids. Eh? Oh, great. So, yeah, Waldorf's, you know, they're thinking about the environment, the nature, you know, the kids, they don't play with plastic toys, you know, playing with natural wooden, you know, they learn by practice. They, huh. they spend a lot of time in the nature, you know, to learn things. Actually, I have three children that, they're grown up today. Uh-huh. All three went to the Waldorf School. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's been spreading all over the world. You have it in Australia, I think, in the okay. U.S. also. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I it's think not- it's, a, it's, it's come from Austria. It's yeah. a Rudolf, Rudolf Steiner. So you started the... Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, just, it's interesting to me that you, you, uh, you work at a school... And you've you've kind of become an educator yourself with with bread and and was yeah. that always something you thought? I mean, because a lot of chefs and bakers they don't teach, but this is something that you've been drawn uh, to. Yeah, you see that 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 that's that's the thing, you know. Is for me, it's been like that, you know. So I experiment a lot as I have self taught baker, you know. So since I've been, you know, as you when you start baking like. 50, 60 kilo of dough, when you start putting your hand, you learn from so much, you know, mm. and then you're doing it three times and then for so many years. So you learn a lot. And, and then I have the, the, I had the opportunity in my work to do a lot of tests, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is also, I brought my career up. So when I had a free times, I will not just sit. I will make a dough instead mm. to see what's happened with that. Mm-hmm. So this is how I, I, I started my career. But one thing is very important to understand is I decided after 10 years, after 10 years baking a lot of sourdough bread, then I, dis, I started to, I said, I'm mature now to give this knowledge mm. to people. Mm-hmm. 10 years after. That's why you know, I wanted to say something also. I see people today. They go to one workshop, two workshops, and then they are masters. Immediately, they start giving courses. Yeah. So this is, sometimes I get irritated by that. You you just need to have the proper knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I could do it many years back, you know, 12, 12, 15 years back already. I decided to not do it because I I wanted to go very, very, very deep into it. Yeah. It's it's not a craft that you could learn in a year, you know. It takes <laughs> lots and lots of time. And uh, uh, you see, still, I, I told you, I'm still learning and still doing a lot of failures. Mm-hmm. You know, things sometimes the fermentation doesn't work. Yeah, because it's a natural product. Eh? It's alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sourdough baking is not just you take a recipe, you mix a dough. It's, no, it's not that. It's a it's a flower. It's a water. It's a temperature. Is first of all is a starter. You know, yeah. Your sourdough, most important thing. You can read thousands of books. You know, if you don't have a good starter that will make the bread, the dough rise. You know, mm-hmm. then nothing will help you. You know, you can watch thousand hours of YouTube and read a lot of books, but if you don't have the basic to get the bread ferment, you know, yeah. which is the sourdough starters and you will not be able to to make it good, you know. So. 
I wanted to take a quick break from our interview to thank the main sponsor of the podcast, WireMonkey, creator of the original UFO Breadlom. WireMonkey makes the highest quality bread scoring tools and accessories that you've undoubtedly seen in the hands of bakers throughout our sourdough community. Whether you are into intricate scoring and stenciling, the likes of At The Gem The Color or At Oak City Sourdough, or you're just looking for a dependable, easy-to-use, ergonomic bread lamb, Wire Monkey has what you are looking for. I use mine every time I bake. Wire Monkey has several lamb styles. They even have a sourdough podcast version in Walnut that helps support the podcast with every purchase. So go to thewiremonkey.com to buy yours online or find a reseller in your country. Now, back to the show. Something I've, I've noticed, Bisham, about you is that you, you have so much experience, decades of it, and uh, you're, you're now you're teaching, you're educating. Um, was that something you always wanted to do, or is that, did you, was that surprising to you that you wanted to teach? Yeah, I think well, I discovered that, you know, after some, no, first of all, I was on the Facebook, you know, and then people ask me all the time, why you don't teach, why you don't teach, why you don't teach? So this is people was encouraging me to do oh, that. Okay. But I thought I was not ready yet, you know, even 15 yeah. years back. <laughs> I thought I was not ready. Even even I had a lot of knowledge already, you know. So I decided to wait and to, mm. to learn more. And then I, I started to do it. And yeah. then uh, we had a forum on uh, Facebook where we were discussing in a different groups, you know. And then I organized because I live on a farm. We have a big kitchen. We have big oven. We have facilities. So I organized a workshop where people could come from different parts of the world. So people, friends, you know. Yeah. So actually, we had, I think, five, six workshops like this. The first one, people came from Mexico, from USA, from wow. Europe. Just for sour, uh, sourdough workshop? For sourdough, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sourdough workshop. They came, you know, it was like a, how you say you know, we had fun, you know, they will come for a weekend, you know. We will yeah, sounds like a blast. Yeah. yeah, just talk about sourdough. Mm-hmm. So this is how everything started. <laughs> and I invited some guests, friends also to come and help me for teaching. So all together, we, it was a success. And then I decided, okay, yeah, I have, I have to continue with it, you know. What a fun so, and thing then, to do. And then, uh, yeah, this is how everything started. So I've been invited to many places, you know, to do workshops, almost the whole Europe, you know. Yeah. I've been to all the countries in Europe many times. And uh, and since my job also, I'm the head chef, you know, I could take one week off mm-hmm. from my job, a leave, one week leave to do. I have my own company, you know, to do my own business. So in this way, I could just take this week and do my things that I like, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, this is how everything, and then now came the pandemic, you know, Yeah. and you know, one thing people ask me all the time, you know, why don't you online course online? For me, it was something because I wanted to put hands on all the time. Yeah. And suddenly everything changed, you know, I couldn't travel and it was not possible. Mm-hmm. And then I met this wonderful person, my friend, my good friend, Cameron, he was a filmmaker his his wife came to to buy bread because I sell bread to the local people two times a week, uh, two times a month. Mm-hmm. And his wife told him, "There's a guy, you know, he's <laughs> he's very passionate and he's very funny too, you know. He will be a good guy, you know." And then he came, he contacted me. He wanted to to do a small documentary or, because he also wanted to open his his business. You see. Mm-hmm. So in this way, in February, I come in, into contact with him. And then we just click. And then he told me why we don't do the online course. I told him, I don't want to do online course because this is not my stuff, you know. <laughs> and then he came back to me. He told me, what if we do it? I told him, for me, it was very important to do, to show people everything mm-hmm. and so on. Eh? Yeah. And then he came to me and told me, what if we do it? Just one take, no editing, no cutting, no nothing. If it's good, it's good. If it's not good, we just still show people. Wow. Uh-huh. So this is, then I decided now it's a pandemic. Yeah. So we do this. Nobody has done before, no editing like YouTube. 
Like, you know, when you're starting the dough, you start the dough till it's finished baking with the fermentation. And sometimes, you know, the dough doesn't work the way it's, it's fine. This is what people are going to have to see when they start baking at home. Mm-hmm. So in this way, my, my workshop, my online course became very successful. Great. In four well, months now, we have people from 140 countries. Joined. Wow. That's impressive. That's crazy. You see <laughs> why? Because I show people exactly, exactly if it was a like live workshop. On a live workshop, sometimes the dough got overproof. The starter doesn't work the way, you know, all this, you know. How long, how long is your workshop, your online course? Oh, it's there for a lifetime. Or how long is the, uh, is it a couple hours? Oh, it's 15 hours. 15 hours. Wow. Yeah. Nobody have done anything like this. All in one sourdough masterclass. 45 plus recipes. Uh-huh. 250 plus videos. Wow. Library, library menu. Uh-huh. I think it's like now and we continue adding content. It's, I think it's 17 hours of, con- of material now. 17 hours. Wow. That's impressive. So with all of your workshops and, and traveling across around the world, uh, doing live workshops, what, what, do you, what are some of the most common questions you've come across when people approach sourdough as a beginner? I think how to make the starter, how to get a good starter. Mm, mm-hmm. I think this is the most common question. This is, was uh, when I launched my online course also, this was one of the most common questions. Yeah. And I have been doing some live session also to my student to help them to answer questions. Mm-hmm. So a lot in the beginning, a lot of them, of the questions was about starters. Yeah. So that's why I said, you know, without the starter, you cannot continue. Yeah. I, you that, need to have a good base. You have to to have a good start. Well, and that's why I, when people ask me that, I'm like, you just find a, somebody who has a good sourdough starter yeah. or bread. And, and get, get it from them. Get you know? get Don't it try to them. make your own. It's it's very complicated. And a lot of people, it, it's a hurdle that they can't overcome. You know, they lose interest. It's yeah. They have too many failures trying to start their own starter. Just go get some from somebody. Yeah. But on my course, I show them for how to start from zero. Mm-hmm. So if they can get it from somebody, it's fine, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, I have shown them how to how you can just start your own starters. It's a hard hurdle to overcome. So yeah, yeah. So this a... is the most common. Okay. Questions most of the time, and curious, you know. And another question: How to get holes, big holes in bread? You know? <laughs> I go crazy about that <laughs> because I can make the biggest holes in breads. If you see my post, you know you will see. Uh-huh. But for me, honestly. Bread is not about holes. I have yeah. I say it many times. <laughs> I uh, say it many times on my workshop. I keep saying it. I'm saying it here also. For me, bread is about why would why do we first of all we have to ask the question why do we want to bake? Because either if you have a business, you want to give your clients a good bread, you want to bake for yourself or your family to be able to eat good bread at home. For me, bread is about flavor and nutrition. Mm. Because by combining different ingredients and flour, I work a lot with organic, almost organic, all the organic flour and heritage grains. Okay. You, you see all the Kamut, uh, Emmer, Spelt, yeah. all lands wheat, and we have the different rye. I was involved in a project here on the farm where I live, you know, for f- five years, where we were t- Test growing different grains. We, we, we have a bank of seeds that has been collected from all over the world. One researcher has been doing that for almost 40 years. He just lived 20 kilometers from me here. And we have been doing this project called Our Beloved Bread. It was a project was financed from the government also oh, wow. to test growing all the different grains, ancient grains. Eh? So in this way, you know, that's why I decided because it gives more flavor. It's character, character, you know, when you mm-hmm. have a bread, you get the natural color, the flavor, if you ferment it nicely. 
and a lot of whole grains, actually. People, everybody's talking about milling grains now. I stopped milling my own flour 18 <laughs> years ago, 20 years ago. Uh-huh. So you understand, we have a yeah. big uh, mill, you know. So because we were growing our own rye, own wheat, you know, barley, you know. I, I started milling my own flour almost 18, 19 years ago. Wow. And, and do you talk about the, the whole grains in your courses and, and how to oh, incorporate yeah, I them? Think it's, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's very important today to talk about whole grains. We need to go back to, to eat more healthier, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not a problem to eat. I bake a lot of white bread also. It's not a problem to eat white bread, you know. But if you have a good ciabatta, you know, if you put nice stuff in it, combined with the different stuff you eating with or a baguette you know or a sandwich white sandwich yeah. but if you put a lot of jam and peanut butter every day then probably <laughs> you're going to have a problem eh? yeah i don't know but if you eat it with fiber with cheese whatever one like with vegetables and what you know to make it is a combination of the white bread with a combination of what you're eating with I think can give a lot of nutrition to your body. Mm-hmm. I saw and that you, you know. I think it's very important also for people to understand sourdough bread is not. I see people say that I'm baking sourdough bread in four hours. What is that? Sourdough bread is about fermentation. You have to mm. break down. Mm. You know, the only only way to break down all the bad stuff in the flour that the body would be able to take all the vitamins, the minerals, so the, whatever is there for the body to take. It's only then mm. the body can take it when you have breaking down. So that's why we do the slow fermentation with sourdough. We mm-hmm. make the dough today, either we do a bulk and let it ferment for so many hours or shape the next day and bake, or do a bulk in room temperature or shape, put it uh, to proof overnight and then bake. Mm-hmm. Next day. In this way, we have work on the fermentation. Eh? Multiple days, not just. Yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. Oh, minimum, I think, with the research we have seen from the Swedish research, at least a minimum of 15 hours you need. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. A minimum yeah. 15 hours, yeah. Do you, uh, Bisham, have you st- learned like any uh, Swedish bread? I'm sure you have learned like local yeah. breads. I <laughs> yeah, saw yeah. something about uh, Viking bread. Yeah, yeah. We're making. What, Viking, what's that? The Viking bread is my own creation. Oh, see? really? Okay. Yeah, because this, in Sweden, what is people eat a lot of rye bread. You know, people mm. cannot live without the rye bread in Denmark mm. or Sweden or Finland, in you know Norway, even Russia. You know, and because in the old days you would have in the village you would have an oven, wood fire oven. And people will go bake the bread once a week and keep bring the bread home and keep it because there were a lot of people who was working on the farming eh? or mm-hmm. the forest or the farming. They could not break bread every day. So they made a different heavy bread. We eat a lot of dense bread here. Oh. For me, it's one of my favorite bread. And my students also now when they start baking this bread, you know, the combination of the ingredients. So I decided since I'm from Sweden, so and this bread is only rye with a lot of different ingredients, a lot of different mix, mixture of seeds and cook whole barley porridge. Oh. You take the whole barley grains, you cook it like rice, and then you put it in the dough. And wow. this bread can keep you for one, one month, you know, if you take <laughs> nicely care of it. Mm-hmm. So you can keep it nicely in the fridge for one month almost. You know? Wow! So that's why I call it Viking bread because... It's come from Sweden, it's rye, it's barley, and it's yeah. very nutritious. Sounds so I thought, why not something like mm-hmm. that? So. Yeah, I just put some uh, oat porridge, you know, yeah. oatmeal in my uh, yeah. in my sourdough this week. And uh, I, yeah, have, I, just, I have a very, very successful recipe on my masterclass with oats and chia seeds. Wow, okay. The combination with oats porridge and chia yeah. seeds. It's very moist, you know. The bread is very, very, very soft and moist. That's what I the porridge and I like the about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me see here. You did. You spent some time with Carl DeSmet. I saw last. Yeah, was yeah, it last yeah, year? Yeah. yeah. Actually, we went to Las Vegas together. Oh, Las Vegas. 
Really? Yeah, we were in Las Vegas together for the big convention, the bakery, the bakery convention. It, I think it was of the North America. Uh-huh. From the people would come, you know, where it's a big fair. I think I don't know what it's called. I don't remember, you know. But anyway, did you make it up to Be- uh, Belgium? To the yeah, yeah, the I've, been there two times. I've, I've been two times. I'm one of the original few person in the world that is involved with the quest for sourdough. The quest yes, for but, sourdough. Yes, for my listeners, uh, Carl, he's the sourdough librarian, librarian on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. he was one of my guests a few months or last year. So Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you're so, one of the ambassadors for yeah, the project. Yeah, I'm one of the ambassadors for the quest of sourdough. So I think we are 14 people from, I think there's one, my friend Guy Frankel from Los Angeles, you know. Is mm-hmm. one also, and then you have Teresa Greenway. We uh-huh. did the Panatone course together. She f- filmed it when I was in Belgium, you know. So we were just baking for fun, and then she filmed everything, the Panatone. And then it became very successful for home bakers. I think we have 1,300 students. Oh, wow. Students that bought that course, you know, mm-hmm. which Teresa filmed and put it out, you know. So, but uh, I am involved with the sour quest for sourdough, and we have been there two times, and we were supposed to go 2020 also, and then came the pandemic. So yeah. I hope next year. Carl is a very good friend, you know. So yes. So I- he brought me. He brought me to to Las Vegas. You know, I, I was there meeting Peter Reinhardt, You know, and oh, wow, all yeah. these famous guys. You know, and then I had. To do, I was there for talking about sourdough and do some demonstration mm-hmm. for baking. So it was nice. It was nice. It was um, a privilege. It was yeah. a privilege for me that I was there, you know, talking f- together with a quest for sourdough. Yeah. Well, you just, you've always, you got your hands in so many different projects. I saw the other day you've been experimenting with uh, different Oh, fermented fruits yeah. and water. Tell me about that a little bit. We're running out of time here, but that's yeah. something I thought was very intriguing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You know, while this water is, you know, I see a lot of people baking. You actually, you have yeast everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Even in the fruits and vegetables also you have yeast. So you can, if you, sometimes you want to make a light bread with a yeast, while yeast, you ferment it for, from six days to 12 days, you know. How do you know? So how do you start these? You get, oh, you just take water fruits, and a fruit? Fruit, water, fruit, sometimes some honey. Okay. Yeah, just a teaspoon of honey, mm-hmm. and you put it in a bottle and let just let it ferment, and then you just you need to shake it every day. But the problem is this that it can catch bad bacteria. Oh, okay. So that's why we have to shake it all the time. So that's why it's not like sourdough; you keep refreshing all the time. You make the water, and then you make a leaven with it, and then you bake. So mm-hmm. you keep the water in the fridge for up to two eight weeks, you know. And then when you have to bake again with it, you make a leaven. But the problem is sometimes you cannot depend on it because it's lose the, the power. Mm. Sometimes it can become very good in the beginning. And then after eight weeks, it's not so active. You see. Okay. Actually, I have a video on YouTube when I was in Belgium at the, at the sourdough library where Carl had made a lot of different yeast water because I was coming there, we decided to do that. So when I was there, I have a small video when I'm talking about it and explaining what works, what doesn't work. Uh, the best fruit that works, you know, uh, raisins, figs, and apricots, dry. Now okay. I made an apple one. Apple. You saw the video I put, you know, certain had very nice uh, fermentation yeah. and some did not have. So, so it, you can make you can make bread out of this. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Very but, nice bread, flavorful, uh-huh. flavorful, uh-huh. and light bread with nice open crumb. So you just use the water in place of the water you admit would have put in the no, leaven. No, no, no. When the water's ferment, you know, let's say you need four hundred gram of leaven. Mm-hmm. So you take two hundred gram of the yeasted water and two hundred gram of flour, mix okay. it together, and leave okay. it at room temperature. For 12 hours. So next day wow. you have a nice bubbly leaven and then that you make the dough with. And it takes on and the flavor of whatever you 
fermented yeah, it with? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit you will get sometimes okay. sweeter. It's, it's more sweet than sourdough, you know. Oh. Yeah. So, but Very sourdough, you will have some little sourness anyway. But, uh, but this one is more sweet. But as I said, you don't get the same benefits as sourdough. There's nothing can compare to sourdough, okay? Yeah, it's, just, you, it's not as dependable as a... No, no. A sourdough is more stable, you know. You have a sourdough. You see people been keeping their starter for 100 years, 200 years, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But still, mm-hmm. is, you can bake with it. As this one, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good. That is fun to try. I am. This is how I learn, you know. You, I, uh, I'm not afraid. If it's good, it's good. If it's not good, it's okay. So yeah. I want to know what's come out of it okay you sound like you're a person that's always learning always like yeah yeah life is a learning process yeah. you know I, I will be 58 on monday but uh, <laughs> happy uh, birthday <laughs> yeah thank you so you know life is a learning process mm-hmm. you never stop learning eh? and especially with the baking with sourdough it's so many new ways of fermentation experiment you know you can mm-hmm. inoculation. You can use one percent to sixty percent. I have recipes where I use sixty percent of inoculation. Wow. Uh, and then hydration. I was in Taiwan. I, I had a big workshop with fifty people on that workshop. You know, really fam- some famous bakers. <laughs> and then one guy, because as I told you, I tried to experiment. He saw one of the video where I posted on my old Instagram. I went to 145% uh, hydration on one door. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then he told me, you know, I, I don't believe you, you know. So I don't believe <laughs> you that you can do so much. In front of these 55 people, I made a door. We end up with 165%. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so that was a challenge. possible. You know? Yeah. There's so many different but, but things you can do. It's a process. You have to know. Yeah. It's You have to know what you're going to do, what you have to do. Yeah. The whole process took like two hours. Okay. Well, and see, yeah, you, you're somebody who has that experience. You know, you have all, you've done all of these different things. You've worked in all these different places. You've, you've taught all over the world. Uh, and so, yeah, you can, you can try different things and, and push, yeah. push. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Limits, you know. Yeah, yeah. I go over the limits. I go over yeah. limits. For me, recipe is recipe. What is recipe? Yeah. Recipe is just something that is there. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like when I travel the world, you know, if I take my recipe with me, if I use seventy percent hydration here, maybe I come to the to the US. Maybe I end up with 80% because mm. your flour is more stronger. Or mm. If I go to India, the flour is weaker. I end up with 65 yeah. or 60%. So people need, need to understand you cannot just take a recipe. I'm going to do that, 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 that. It has to be like that. No. Yeah. You have to understand the flour don't need little water. Is more water, less water. Longer fermentation, less that, fermentation. That takes years, years to yeah. learn. And, so that's and why everything comes with experiment, mm-hmm. you know. Experience is a lot of experience behind and knowledge. Yeah. Well, uh, Bisham, we, we're approaching your hour. I want to let you uh, get back to your, your evening. It's, it's uh, my day starting here in, in yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're at the end of a, a busy work day uh, in Sweden, but... Um, Maybe I, I will come to California next year. So. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I ask you if you were you're going to travel anytime soon. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming to the U.S. Definitely. I, actually, I had a workshop planned in San Fran- San Diego. Oh, at really? The, uh, at the school, this big school. What's it called? Anyway, <laughs> if you, you think know, of it, let me know. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I'm coming. I've been to Maine uh-huh. two times. Two, two times, so I will definitely I will come back. So when I come to, to the U.S., I'm going to plan, instead of flying back from Sweden again and just plan different workshops, so I can stay a month probably and just, just go around, you know. So. Yeah. So well, actually, actually, we have one, I just want to say two things. Yeah. Uh, one week ago, we launched a gluten-free online masterclass also. Mm-hmm. I saw that. So I think it's very important for people because there's no good product out. 
So I want to show people because it's been, uh, I'm a chef, you know, it's been a big part of my work to bake gluten, a lot of gluten-free. So on, on this workshop, we have like 25 recipes from different varieties of bakes. So uh, I ho- let's hope uh, before December, I'm coming with a sweet dough master online course. Oh, with awesome. The all the Italian bread, all the French and the Swedish and oh, lamination. I really want to learn awesome. how to make a panettone. Yeah. I, it's the, every time, every, every fall, every winter, and people start baking them all over yeah. the world that I just like, oh, I, I want to learn how to make that. Uh, it's, a four, it's, it's a four days, four days process. Wow. Yeah. It's a long and things need to be on time, time, you know. You have en- to enriched doughs are very intimidating to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. Enriched doughs. So I'm coming with a all-in-one also, like nobody has done it, you know. So for home bakers, so they can bake good. How does this laminated dough? I have it on a croissant dough already mm. on my course, you know, that you can make nice croissant at home. But this one will be only... Only sweet sweet breads, okay. different from different parts of the world, and some will be with uh, Polish and some with sourdough. Well, Bisham, I, you, if, if any, I can't think of anybody more experienced than you. You know, no, that has so much many, knowledge many. of so many different types of breads, and and I think anybody who uh, has the opportunity should check out your your courses. Again, you said you got gluten free. Options yeah. and enriched yeah. doughs, and so yeah. basically, it's you know any any type of bread anybody's type yeah. interested yeah. in learning, uh, they have access to, and and definitely try to find you uh, if you're ever out uh, in our part of the world to uh, take a live workshop. How, how can people connect with you, uh, Bisham, online? How can they find your courses? Oh, they will find everything if I plan a course. It will be on my website, bishamthebaker.com. Okay. Or my Instagram, you know, I will always announce it. If somebody's arranging, you know, we always make a poster, you know, and I will share it. And I think, you know, just follow me on Instagram. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, it's, it's so much fun then, watching everything you is, which... Everything is happening there, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're always doing something interesting on, on Instagram. And so BishamTheBaker.com. Yeah, BishamTheBaker.com, yeah, okay. yeah. And just like today, I posted a video where I do this, I call it this Hasselback scoring. Eh? It's very okay. nice. Uh-huh, yeah. I, That's, I don't know. I think it was 18,000 views or something already in a few <laughs> hours, you know. Yeah. And then you, it's both before baking and after baking. So, yeah. We are so, very, uh, you're the most international uh, sourdough person I can think of. It's just people from all over the world enjoy. Yeah. I have, I, have, I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of name, but as I told you, you have every not nothing come overnight. Mm-hmm. It took me many years, and I'm still learning. And life is a learning process. And uh, if anybody can achieve whatever they want to do, just by putting your heart and your passion and a lot of hard work. Don't forget mm-hmm. the hard work. Mm-hmm. You know? It took me so many years, you know, over two decades. So so hard work pays back. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm happy that people wants to to get the knowledge from me. And one thing also, when the pandemic came, you know, I thought if I don't do it now, maybe I don't know what's happened. We have no guarantee in life. Okay. Mm-hmm. It would be a pity if I take this knowledge back. If I, you know, I disappeared from the world and then <laughs> I don't share, I have not yeah. share the, 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 the knowledge. Eh? Mm. So I'm really happy. I done that. <laughs> yes. I got the encouragement from my friend Cameron, you know, I should not forget to mention him. He encouraged me a lot to to do that. So I'm really happy we did that now, and we work good together. And uh, so here, yeah. Well, I highly recommend everybody checking you guys you out online, taking a course. And again, I, th- I think it's you pay for it once, and you have access to it. Yeah, and then we forever, keep at, so. uh, just one time payment. Great. Well, Bisham, thank you so much for spending your after your evening with us after a long Yo, day of work. Thank you so much, Michael. So yeah, it was a pleasure sharing. for me to talking to you. So oh, pleasure. we can talk mine. again in the future. I don't know. Yes, if you're ever in California, uh, yeah, definitely send, I will write send me you. a message. I'd love to meet yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thank you, okay, Bisham. Thank Have you a so great much. afternoon, and uh, I'll be talking to you later. Thanks for listening. 
The Sourdough Podcast is produced by Michael Hilburn and edited by Caleb Sexton. All music is by Weston Perry. Thanks again to our main sponsor of this episode, Tyler at the Wire Monkey Shop. You can find music and products by clicking on links in the show notes of this episode. And be sure to head over to the sourdoughpodcast.com where you can find exclusive recipes from our guests as well as cookbook and gear recommendations, previous episodes, and more. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to tell a couple bread friends. You can also support the podcast by purchasing a Sourdough Podcast t-shirt, coffee mug, or UFO lom at the sourdoughpodcast.com backslash shop. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.